Welcome. This is the Intimacy Podcast. Here you'll find clean sex talk, answers to your intimate questions, and practical advice to take your relationship to the next level. I'm your host, certified intimacy coach and instructor, Rhonda Farr. While this podcast is not rated explicit, some content may not be suitable for younger listeners. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here. You ready to chat again today? I hope so. I'm going to give it to you straight today. You're going to have to listen with an open mind and not get mad at me, though. (laughs) I might say some things that are hard to hear. Don't worry. You know I'm not a mean person. I'm going to be nice about it. But I am going to call you guys out on something. And this is a good thing. I'm going to help you change how you view discomfort and growth in your intimate relationships. Okay? So stay tuned. But before I do that, I want to read you this review. It says, I discovered Rhonda's podcast about a month ago. Wow, her funny down-to-earth approach to such an important topic was an answer to my prayers. Seriously, I've been earnestly praying for the past five years for some real answers, but didn't know where to turn. She's direct and gets to the heart of the matter. She does this in a clean and classy way. Rhonda is authentic and very insightful. I wish she had been doing this while I served as a bishop. So my personal note to Rhonda is to say thank you for having the courage to share your knowledge and talent. (laughs) My heartfelt response is, you are so very welcome. I appreciate the reviews each and every one of you have left so far who have gone to iTunes and done that for me. I read them all. When I read them, it gives me that reassurance that what I'm doing matters. You guys, I gotta be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna let you on a little bit of a secret. I have days that I'm not so sure that what I'm doing matters. Really, I have days that the work is difficult for one reason or another, and on those hard days, I really do wonder sometimes if my sacrifices are worth it. So thank you for this lovely response, this lovely review, and all of you who have taken the time to leave me a review. You are so welcome, friend. Thank you for listening. Let me know how my work encourages you. If you haven't done that yet, it means a lot to me for more reasons than you know. All right, enough with all that mushy stuff. Are you guys ready for the smackdown? (laughs) I'm just kidding, mostly. In my work, I'm able to meet the most amazing and courageous people, seriously. These clients of mine, they get pretty vulnerable with me. They're honest and raw and real, and I love being able to help them move forward and truly create the experiences of their marriage in a way that feels good to them. Now, when I'm doing this work, that really does feel good. I really can see the difference that it makes in individual and specific marriages. I love that part of my job. For some of these individuals, though, something will trigger a lot of discomfort for them. Maybe it's something I ask them to consider differently. Maybe it's a really strong emotion that they feel very justified in holding on to. 
even though it's probably causing them to be miserable. For a few of my clients, it hasn't even been about the discomfort of growth. A few of them have been very reluctant to make any sort of financial investment in their relationship. This is a true story. I had somebody email me one time and tell me how much she loved my podcast. She told me that she'd love to talk to me and she really wanted my help. But, (laughs) this is the funny part, she was very concerned that I might ask her for money. So I emailed her back and I reminded her that the podcast was a free offering that I always offer anyone who wants to chat a free call. So seriously, there are no strings attached. I let her know it was no big deal either way. Um, And I assured her that she could never pay me a dime and we'd still be cool. Like I would always love her. I love my listeners. I also let her know though, this is my job. And should someone want to work with me one-on-one, ongoing, I do charge for that service so I can afford to keep my business running. You guys, I thought that was just normal. Like everybody would accept that. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But she was so put off by that. I wasn't offended by her. I actually hope she's still listening. I want everyone who can benefit benefit from my work to glean every possible bit of insight from this podcast and all of my free offerings on social media and my website. I want you to get all of it. Here's the thing, though. Many of you are listening to the words I say, and you think it sounds good, but you aren't really applying it, okay? If you're one of those people who love to listen, but maybe don't love to do, (laughs) don't feel bad about that. I'm also one of those people in a lot of areas of my life, too. That's why I feel like I can lovingly very lovingly call you out on it and also show you how your thoughts are keeping you stuck in the exact same relationship cycles. Sometimes I'll hear something and I'll go one in one ear and out the other. Sometimes I'll hear something and I'll get all excited about it and give it a little try until life takes over. You know, other things start to seem a little bit more important. And then I'll think I don't have enough time for my new efforts or whatever. And then again, it'll just go by the wayside. I see this with my clients too. They'll get excited about the possibility of a happier, more fulfilling marriage. And they'll learn things and it'll feel new and good for a while. But then they just stop being consistent with it. They rationalize why they don't have time to do the thought work. Or they'll rationalize why they make the choices that aren't in alignment with their overall goal. Maybe they'll decide that they don't want to put in the effort if their partner isn't noticing any change. That actually is a pretty frequent, um, a pretty frequent, I don't want to say complaint, but something that my clients bring up a lot. Like, I'm doing all this and I can tell I'm changing. My partner doesn't even notice. Whatever reason it is. Many of us will start to think that our efforts are requiring too much of us and not really yielding the result that we had hoped. We think it requires too much effort to accomplish our goal and we slack off. Then we ultimately stop trying. At first, when we stop trying, I know it feels like relief, right? Or like, whew, I don't even have to worry about that anymore. Or maybe you don't even intentionally think about that, but it just um, kind of feels like you've been let off the hook. It's just lighter. 
we can once and again indulge in all those reactive behaviors. But guess what? When we do that, we're once again feeding back into that old cycle. I want to tell you something that might be hard for you to believe at first, but stay with me so I can explain this. It actually takes tons of effort for you to give up on your goals and not accomplish what you want in your relationship. Okay? I'll even offer that it might take more effort for you to give up on making improvements than it takes to follow through and become a better version of yourself and by default, increase the integrity of your relationship. Now, some of you might be thinking, what? No way. Like if we give up on something and we don't have to do it anymore, that's way easier. That's why everybody gives up, right? (laughs) Especially if you've tried to completely change the way you interact or show up in your marriage, you know how challenging that can be at first. I read this quote once that said, personal growth is misleading. Because it sounds like it's going to be fun. But if we called it deliberately making yourself so uncomfortable, it'll feel like you're dying. (laughs) Nobody would do it and we'd be totally screwed. (laughs) I just think that's so funny and so relatable. Relationship work is no joke. But still, I say to not do the work, to not take the necessary steps to grow and create the life you ultimately want requires more effort and discomfort than actually doing it. Now, why do I say that? You tell me. I want you to think about your own relationship for a minute. How much effort does it take to avoid your husband when you're so frustrated at him and you're just feeling completely disconnected? When deep down, all you really want is to feel like he understands you and like you're on the same team. How much mental energy do you spend on trying to figure out why on earth you're so incompatible in your physical needs and in the bedroom and trying to once and for all solve the intimate problems in your marriage? Like how much effort and mental energy and frustration and anguish does that take? How much hurt do you feel when you think your wife doesn't even desire you at all? How much anguish do you go through trying to decide if you want to stay in this relationship for eternity? You guys, my friends, my listeners that I sincerely care about, can you see how much effort it requires for you to do nothing and stay the same? Can you see that as you stay the same, the cycle goes on and on and on And you have to keep dealing with it over and over and over again. I remember when we were stuck in some of our cycles, we were both so sick of it. We were so tired of it. We were so frustrated. Was it work and effort to work on myself and change? Absolutely. Was it more hurtful and more work and effort than doing what we had been doing? No. And from the other side, not that we're perfect. I share a lot of my um, real struggles still, so you know we're not perfect. But having come through some very specific struggles in our marriage, it's way better to do the work, my friends. I know personally, firsthand, that it is freaking hard to face your demons. It's so dang hard to dig into your soul and get vulnerable about where these issues stem from, how you are contributing to them, 
It's so freaking hard to accept responsibility for your part and make the necessary changes. I get it. I feel you. I've been there so many times and continue to go in and out of those feelings myself. I am with you. But let's get honest here. Change and growth might feel painfully uncomfortable for a while, but eventually it gives way into change, accomplishment. It gives way into feeling that sense of self-confidence as you do the necessary work. I'm here to tell you guys, staying stuck in the same old negative patterns only yields more misery and exhaustion. Are you with me yet? Change is not a cakewalk when you're in the thick of it, but in the long run, it requires much less investment than staying stuck in these dysfunctional patterns. Yes, there is a price to pay if you move forward, but what is the cost of staying where you are now? I want you to really answer that question. What is the cost? The emotional cost, the cost of peace, the financial cost if you don't work it out. (laughs) You've heard that saying, right? Divorce is a lot more expensive than a date night, friends. Ask yourself sincerely, am I willing to pay the price now? Physically, emotionally, financially, whatever, so I can reap the benefits of peace and intimacy ultimately overall. I heard Dave Hollis talking about this this past week. Do you guys know who he is? He's the husband of Rachel Hollis who wrote the wildly popular book, Girl, Wash Your Face. Anyway, Dave and Rachel are living a very successful life in a lot of ways. And he said, if you want a life that most people don't have, you're going to have to do some things that many people aren't willing to do. I want to tell you that again. If you want a life, and let's change that to relationship or marriage. If you want a marriage that most people don't have, you're going to have to do some things that a lot of couples are not willing to do. And that's okay. Is it worth it to you? When we think about the romance and spark of a relationship, I think a lot of us want to think all those things that keep a relationship fun, exciting, and sexy will just naturally happen if we love each other enough or if we're into each other enough. (laughs) My friends, I love you and I understand why you might think that. Social media and cinema have certainly led us to believe it, but it's just not true, okay? I used to believe it too. I used to think if my husband was into me enough, like all the sex stuff would just be smooth and easy and it would be super hot and um, spontaneous and romantic. No, it's not true. It doesn't all just fall into place, right? We have to be intentional about the life we want. And certainly the relationship we want. You might have to put a reminder in your phone to text your wife and tell her you love her and appreciate all the work she does for the family. You might have to jot down sex and a spicy outfit in your planner so it doesn't go by the wayside. So your husband knows that you really are into it and you care about that part of your marriage. I hear you, but Rhonda, that's so boring and it's scripted and forced. Okay. Not having any intimacy at all is better than being thoughtful and intentional ahead of time? Come on now. You know what I do when I really love and value something? 
I'm intentional about it. And I plan in advance so I know it will get the best I have to give. I'm intentional about it because I value it. Okay? And what if you say, I just feel so disconnected from my partner that having sex with them right now makes me cringe. Okay. (laughs) I hear you. Let's start there. What do you guys need to do to get some help? What do you need to do to figure it out? This is important to realize. Lack of sexual intimacy in your relationship feels like the problem for so many of you. I've heard it a million times. Like if we could just figure this one thing out, everything else would be smooth. Or this is like the nemesis of our relationship. Like he's a good father. She's a good mother. Like these things are good, but... The bedroom, like if that were just taken care of, everything would be perfect. Here's what you need to understand. I promise you, sexual intimacy is a symptom of something you need to get to the bottom of. It's not the problem. It's a symptom of something else. If you ignore it and do nothing, that symptom is not going to go away. If you want to have a better relationship, you're going to have to start doing things you haven't been doing up to this point. Maybe you decide to listen to an episode of the Intimacy Podcast together once a week and discuss it and implement something you learned for the coming week. I might be a little bit biased, but I actually think that would be a great first step. (laughs) Listen, guys, it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be a huge, massive change in who you are. In fact, I think sometimes when we try to do that, it makes it worse because then it's unsustainable. And then we reiterate the point like, oh, I just can't stick to this. Nothing's working. Our relationship just isn't meant to be. Start small. You just have to commit to start. You have to drop the idea that your marriage, that if your marriage is meant to work out, that it will just organically take care of itself. (laughs) That's not how it works. Good marriages are created and maintained because two people who love each other are willing to invest in the relationship. Are you willing to invest your resources, guys? And by resources, I don't just mean money. If all we needed was money to buy some quick solution, I promise you there would be a lot more very happy marriages and a lot fewer divorces, okay? What I'm asking you is if you're willing to invest your time. Are you willing to invest your comfort zone, your old ways of thinking, and yes, perhaps some money for help if you need it? Some of you might be thinking, well, that sounds like too much, or I do need help, but we just can't afford it. Or maybe this just isn't good timing right now. Listen, I get that too. I've said all of those things before myself. It's normal for us to question what we might have to give up right here in the moment. That's just the way the brain works. In fact, um, when I'm offering people coaching, sometimes they'll say, well, it's really not in the budget. (laughs) Do we ever write in the budget, if we're not intentionally thinking about it, um, set aside money to get professional help to work through our marriage problems? Most of us don't do that. Of course, it's not in your budget. It might not be in your time budget or your emotional budget either because we don't think to do that in advance. But if you'll get really clear and really aware, then you'll realize it's important 
And perhaps you will set aside time, emotional um, capacity, money, whatever, to work toward what you really want. I want you to think about it just a little bit differently than you have up to this point. I want you to think about what if you don't invest intentionally toward a better relationship right now? Let your brain go there for just a minute. What will your marriage be like next year? What about in three years if you don't get help and make some changes? Will you still be connected at all in five years? Really think about it. What will it cost you if you don't start investing in your relationship now? All right, friends. I hope I've convinced you. Pick one small and simple thing this week and go all in. Hey, friend. Do you ever finish a podcast episode and wish you could hear more about it or perhaps share the concepts with more people? You're in luck. This year, I'm discussing my concepts with live audiences. It's one of my favorite things to do. If you have an event or gathering you'd like me to present at, contact me at coachwithrhonda at rhondafar.com so we can collaborate. Can't wait to see you.